your only tactic is you're the one most willing to walk away, well, that's not a good tactic when you're procuring state funds. I need to know that you actually care about the project. The mayor could take out a pink crayon, write on a kitchen napkin, say, I will take the land if the state funds seven eight million dollars in the budget for acquiring the land. And that would be satisfactory. That was Friday. Alex Andrade, state representative for District 2, who's one of the two key people working on the funding request for the Baptist demolition, securing 7 or $8 million of state funding. And, of course, Doug Brock's on the Senate side is the other one. And he was saying to Mayor D.C. Reeves, um, I just need you to promise to take ownership of the land. That's what I need. I need that simple statement. Anything will do. I uh, haven't gotten that yet. And I've said, look, I understand why the mayor is reluctant because costs could spi- uh, spike and it's, you know, we could discover other things in there that we don't know we're going to have to take care of. And he's reluctant to put the city on the hook for it. But if he can't say that, then Alex is saying it's going to be harder to get the money. They're going to have to do it a different way. So I wanted to ask him about this. Joining us now from D.C., the District of Columbia, uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves, the city of Pensacola. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so I heard everything you said yesterday, and I know you don't want to bicker about this via the media. Sorry, here we go. Uh, <laughs> yep. But is, if the state gives you the money, is the city agreeing to take ownership of the property? Here's where we are right now. As I said, first of all, let's talk about the word commitment because it's, that keeps getting thrown around. Who's committed? As we sit here this morning, as I told, as I told the media yesterday, the only money committed was a request by me that would still require us to take the land. That was $5 million HUD CDBG grant. No one else, not Baptist, not the county, uh, not the city CRA, uh, no one else has actually committed dollars to this project except for the city. That's number one. Number two is what we know is this is going to be a multi-year project, years of time. Uh, Bayou District Foundation that we're really benchmarking as as what right looks like, took, they're 15 years in right now with 500 units. So uh, the idea that the city isn't committed, I mean, it, this is not just about dollars. This is about – this is the mayor and the city signing up for years and years of bandwidth and time and energy because we believe it's worthwhile. And we walk the walk. And so uh, you know, I, this is about semantics of will they take it or will they not. Well, it's not a yes or no question. What I have said and what I've maintained with our delegation, all of our delegation, including uh, Representative Andrade, is that the city it is not responsible for the city to take a half-funded project. So uh, if it's $16.5 million, that's our best guess right now to, to abate and demo the buildings, then no, I, then I'm going to be honest and transparent and say that it's only $7 million, and no one else steps up, Baptist, city, county. And no one, if the stack isn't there, then no. But what we really should be focusing on is not, again, bickering because we're not getting the right language in the media. What we really should be doing is let's go hustle up to 16 and a half. I'm certainly invested in that. And there's, there's really only been this confusion with this one uh, part of our delegation. I, I, we talk with Senator Broxton's office every day, if not every other day at the, at the least. Uh, we are all aligned. Representative Salzman, we're all aligned. Baptists, we're all aligned. Baptists drafted this agreement. Um, I mean, they were the originator of this donation agreement that's been in question. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, as I said, we need all of the support. We need Representative Andrade support. We need Senator Broxton support. And we're not going to start now, um, again, bickering about and, and dividing what should be a transformational project for the city. So, so we're going to continue to forge ahead. Everybody I, I, knows where we've stood for months and months on this issue. Um, and we're going to continue to push forward. So I hear all of that. 
but I also heard you say no. And the only, and I'm not saying you're wrong for saying that, because you said I, if I can't get the funding, then I can't commit to take the ownership of the property, which I understand the reasoning. I'm not, you know, I know, I know what Alex has said very clearly, and I know what I think you have now said very clearly. And the only thing I'm bummed about is, I was hoping we could fix it today, and <laughs> we could be done. It sounds like we're well, not done, and so y'all are going to need to figure this out. And you know, this, I mean, okay, so be of, it. This is a matter of. This is a matter of preference. Uh, as he said on the same interview, uh, your interview, hey, we're going to find the funding through some other mechanism. So, yeah. which begs the question, well, then let's be aligned and let's go get this done. I mean, and this is not so, so look, if I were going to be dishonest about it, what would stop me from saying, yeah, we're going to take it? And then we end up not getting enough money and say, oops, we didn't. We didn't get enough money. I, I just want to be honest. And, oh, no, and I, I, and, and I, and, and I agree with and, the fact that I, I commend you for being, I mean, I know you didn't answer me no right when I first asked you the question. Um, right. But, you know, I, you, you have said what your position is and I, you know, I respect that because that's, as you say, it's not making a false promise that you're not willing to follow through on. And I think that's, that's always a good indicator. Um, so I, you know, so right. I appreciate that. And certainly I don't think the level of, and I like what you said yesterday about if the County wants to take this on, uh, if they want to be responsible for it, that you have no problem with that as well. Um, that if if that's a better way to do it, you're willing to do because you want to see the project happen. And I know that's that's where you're at on it. Uh, we're talking to DC Reeves, well, mayor of Pensacola. Uh, I did want to ask you: you're in DC at the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and this is not your first time. Uh, but what is happening at the conference right now? And maybe just give people a you know 30 seconds of why this is valuable. In addition, of course, to you traveling to your sure. namesake city. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I actually, just walked out of the. Uh, really the start of the conference with all the new, uh, the first time mayors that have been here. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it, this is really a, a collection of, of, you know, people who, uh, there are not a lot of people that are living the same uh, situation, deal with the same issues that, like, that uh, you know, that you can lean on and really learn best practices from. And, you know, as an example, the, the push that we had with Amtrak was really born from me being here last year and meeting with the CEO of Amtrak and, and the head of the Federal Rail Administration about, you know, those ID grant programs and things like that. So um, I've got a meeting about how you uh, take care in, uh, of uh, veterans and veterans programs uh, within a city that's in an hour. So obviously very pertinent to us. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's very valuable, not only from a connection standpoint, to be able to, you know, meet these mayors and get them on the phone when, and when we need to learn something or, or improve something, but as well as just the content here uh, really uh, is valuable for us and, and, and allows us to take some things back home that, uh, that maybe we weren't thinking of uh, and, and that can make this a better city. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's very, very valuable and certainly uh, we're looking forward for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's a Stephen Covey uh, sharpening the sword, you know, and that's a that's a good thing to all, and also getting other creative input. I always appreciate that. That's a good thing. Uh, one of the maybe lesser observed items on the agenda, I had meant to ask you about this last week, and I just didn't get a chance to. You mentioned yesterday in the press conference. I think it's fascinating. Thirty new overhead airport signs at Pensacola International Airport for a price tag of a quarter of a million dollars. Are signs that expensive? Uh, look. Andrew, I've been the mayor for 14 months. Everything is that expensive. <laughs> when, right when I think I know what something costs, it, it, it's more. But, you know, the, the reality is uh, this is one of those things. I mean, I feel that, like Andrew, we have I a jail, don't we? Can't they make signs? No, no. <laughs> I know that's not how that works, but go ahead. I, I don't know how that works. But, uh, what, but look, I mean, I, this is where I can't ever take that customer service hat off, you know, when you've been in the hospitality businesses. You know, and, and again, the department directors are tired of hearing me saying, what does the customer see? Uh, well, what the customer sees right now is, is faded signs that are illegible uh, when you come in and out of our airport. So, 
this is something that Matt and, and they do a great job of when there's a need or a process improvement or a, a literal, a tangible improvement that they do a great job of jumping on it. So the reason it's that cost, we're talking about the big overhead signs that, that, that you drive under coming in and out of the airport. And uh, right now they're cracked. You can't really, again, literally you can't read some of them. Um, and what I worry about more than anything is here's that, per- that first time typical visitor that comes in. And what does the customer see? What what message does it send? Uh, you know, if, if we have you know, signs that look like that, that have some kind of lack of care. So, um, so we jumped on it, and, and uh, we, you know, and that's that's the reason for the cost because we're talking about some big big signs and a lot of them. Uh, but I think uh, it'll give a much better impression for our residents and our visitors uh, coming out of here. And and what's the use of signs that you can't read, Andrew? I don't know what you do with them. So you know, let's have ones that you can read. I got you. I said just I, it was purely just the price. I'm like, wow, ten thousand dollars a piece uh, almost. That's um, that just seems like a lot. But I, you know, I'm not in the market to make or replace or bid against. So I, you know. What what do I know? Uh, last thing is um, the uh, Malcolm Young Gym. You came back yesterday with more information that you'd be two two fifty to three hundred just to find out what the cost would be to get it back into shape. And so you think the uh, demolition is going to wind up getting approved now? Yeah, I think so. And 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 again, I, I think this is a lesson for us. This is another unfortunate tangible lesson of lack of care and and you know yeah. we also had as you you may have heard as we talked about Cobb center and Cobb center's on its way and are we going to learn our lesson you know are we going to say well for, for the lack of care the lack of maintenance for 20 years has us in a position that we have to demolish what could be a valuable gymnasium you know valuable square footage for us uh, are we going to learn our lesson and and jump on this issue at Cobb? and i hope when we look back and whoever the next mayor is can look back and say Hey man, I'm sure glad we jumped on that and didn't put, you know, that mayor in a position that I'm in right now, which is, and that's not one mayor's fault or one council's fault. Sure. It's just the general culture of a lack of maintenance over years and years of time that uh, has, you know, I'm, I, we have kids coming to this saying we want to use the gym. I'm like, look, I played basketball my whole life. I, I totally love that and respect that, but that doesn't take away the situation that we're in, which is this is a, a totaled, untenable fix-up situation that we'd be better off going and acquiring a gym than we would to try to fix a 62-year-old facility. So so I hate to be the bearer of bad news yet again in these maintenance issues, uh, but that's just the reality that we're in, and, and I think it's the right step forward. And the glass half-full, what will replace that is some housing that, that if you look at what the city has asked me when, when we poll them, uh, that number one is homeless reduction, number two is, is housing. So uh, we are solving, you know, we forget about that in this conversation because it gets very spirited. But at the end of the day, the replacement is something that is much more needed according to our community uh, of what they want. So uh, we should be in a better place long term. We always like to end with the lightning round. Uh, first one is um, what would you describe as your perfect bagel? It was National Bagel Day the other day. What is the D.C. Reeves Ooh. ideal bagel composition topping? Whatever you want, Whatever you want to put on there or nothing at all. Uh, you know what? I'd, I'd say, uh, I, I'd probably say, if it, can I add sausage to it? I guess I'd, I'd want to do that. Uh, sure. Everything bagel, a little bit of cream cheese, cream cheese, a little cheddar, maybe some turkey or some sausage. That's, I, I'm going full breakfast sandwich. Sausage and the cream cheese. I like that. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, man, you got to fill up for a busy day. You know? Right, right. Um, is there a TV show that you didn't watch that everybody else loved that you feel – I either missed out or I feel maybe a guilty I didn't I didn't watch that when other people were watching it. 
Oh, easy one. Game of Thrones. It, it got too far. It uh-huh. got too far away from me. You know, too many seasons, too much of a time commitment. And then now I have to hear everybody talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and then it becomes yeah, like work. That, that's definitely the one. I got you. Hodor. Um, and then the, <laughs> the last one is in a movie, what's the best car chase that you've ever seen? What's your favorite car chase scene in a movie? Anything spring to mind? Oh, man. No, nothing comes to mind. I mean, you know, the first thing I think of is, uh, you know, something like overly cheesy, like uh, Fast and Furious, which not because that's the best. but just You watch you that, that your mouth. That's not overly cheesy. That's perfectly <laughs> realistic action. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for such a sacrilegious that's uh, right. watch uh, it. comment. But um, uh, no, no, nothing comes to mind. I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't have a, uh, I should have something at the ready for that. That's I'll, all right. I'll, Every I'll once in a while, I catch you, you, I catch you on, but you know, Fast and Furious is an okay go-to. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the 90-mile runway in Russia is a funny scene, regardless of what you think about its realism. It's not. Uh, D.C. Reeves is our mayor for Pensacola. He's in uh, Washington, D.C. at the uh, U.S. Conference of Mayors, learning things and bringing back those ideas. Mayor, thanks so much for the time. We'll look forward to the meeting tomorrow night, and then we'll look forward to the uh, talking to you next week. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Andrew.